Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Unusual Efforts F-Pod. This week, we have more effortistas, more Germans, more drinks, and less technical difficulties because I learned the mic has to be in front of my face in order for it to work. I'm Sonia Missio, and this week I'm joined by... Hi, I'm Kirsten Schlewitz. Um, it's my second week, obviously, and Sonia says I have to tell you something that I did during the last two weeks, which was a lot of soccer. Yay! Uh, I'll talk more about it later, but I went to two Sounders games, a Thorns game. I swear I went, oh, a Sounders 2 game. Happy birthday, Sounder at heart, by the way. And um, I got very close to going to the Timber Sounders game. I approached, but did not actually go. So hi, everyone. And also joining us is... Um, Jesse Loesch, and this is my second F-Pod. Um, and I also had a footy heavy week um it was my grandfather's 90th birthday yesterday and um happy yeah birthday. happy birthday. birthday grandpa and um we celebrated by trying to learn the difference between um why barcelona was not in the world cup but spain was in the world cup but <laughs> um the uruguayan player played on barcelona but also in the world cup I'm still not sure he really understands the difference, but I tried my hardest and I even made doodles. So that was, Aww. yep. I, I hope you took pictures of them because I really want to post that. They were terrible visuals, really terrible visuals. Even better. That's fine. Yep. <laughs> and uh, we are, it's not just three of us today, making her first appearance on the pod, Yay! our resident Bundesliga expert. Woo! You may recognize her on Twitter as the Foosball Freak, but we like to call her Megan in our group chats. <laughs> Welcome, Megan. Hi, everyone. Um, I also can relate to Jesse because my mother also thinks that she's really confused as to why Mizuto Zil plays in England, but plays for Germany. <laughs> and I have to explain that every time she wants to try to buy me a shirt, as a wonderful mother would, for any single holiday. Um, and she is confused about every shirt that she gets. I got a Red Bull, New York Red Bull shirt instead of RB Leipzig. <laughs> but it's okay because they look the same. They do. So <laughs> that is so sweet. I love that. Well, hey, now because of um, racism, he doesn't play on Germany anymore. So hooray. Hooray for racism. Uh, Did we just hooray racism? Yeah. Maybe. We're, we're what, two I'm minutes in on. for that? <laughs> Um, yeah, so moving on, uh, we're going to do a quick recap of everything that has happened in the last two weeks since we last left you with our first pod. And the first thing we want to talk about is something very cool that happened over Instagram, um, the Sky Blue Insta Takeover. 
Is that me that's supposed to be talking about that? Probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I caught... <laughs> doing this. It was all my idea, and then I kind of forgot to tell everyone else that has a hand in unusual efforts, so I'm sorry about that. But um, Cloud9, which is the Sky Blue um, supporters group, and... Sorry. I'm tripping over my words. I'm so embarrassed. Cloud9, we love you. Absolutely. Hopefully you have been on the Unusual Efforts Instagram and seen the incredible takeover that Cloud9 did for us. They posted... Well, first of all, their match was delayed. So it was actually two days of takeover the entire weekend. Um, they, a lot of Frisbee. A lot of Frisbee. Yeah. Um, they they hung out with the Washington Spirit um, supporters group for a while. You'll see that on Instagram. Uh, took a lot of videos. Pretty much brought the match experience to anyone who's looking at our story feed on Instagram. And it was fantastic because that's, that's really what we're hoping for. Oh, no. Sorry. Beer. Too much beer. Um, I did it first. I don't know if anyone paid much attention, but I went to a Portland Thorns game, which was my first uh, NWSL game. I've been to some women's soccer game, but that was my first and part of what Unusual Efforts is trying to do for the next, what, 10 months probably, is try to get more people excited about women's soccer in advance of France 2019. And unfortunately, none of us on this pod are actually experts on women's soccer. So we, at the same time as many of the rest of you, will be learning and getting excited. And if you would like to do that, I can highly recommend going to hang out with the Riveters for the Portland Thorns. They are an amazing support group. It's incredible to be in there with them, cheering, chanting, uh, running up and down in the rows of the seats. Y'all might do that a little too much. It was a little sore. Um, but they're just an open and welcoming supporters group who have a ton of fun and you can tell why players want to be in Portland and want to play for the Thorns. But at the same time, I'd also like to say from what we saw from Cloud9, it looks like y'all also have a whole lot of fun. And we really appreciate you doing our first complete Instagram takeover. As for anyone else who wants to, just um, hit us up anywhere you see us. Instagram, obviously. Twitter. Email. Um, send a note via carrier pigeon like we like to say and kirsten loves pigeons <laughs> kirsten does not love pigeons <laughs> um but unofficial mascot not an unofficial mascot you guys are wrecking this i know i know <laughs> i know i've been talking a long time but let these people know that we would love anything from an individual um to people going out to a bar together to actual supporters groups just any way you enjoy your match day experience or even not a match day if your club is doing something in the community or a fan meet and greet anything like that and you want to take over the instagram for us let us know we'll talk about it and we'll get you on there i loved um the insta takeover i also think that um i've had some of my best experiences at um women's soccer matches but I think that anything that we could do to support the league and, and women's football in general is hopefully will be so important because 
one of my rants, my my rants that has been seeping out over the past couple of weeks is just how hard it, it how how sort of um, systemically difficult it is to be a women's football supporter. Um, in in New York, we have two teams. I mean, obviously, one is so much better than the other. Would you like to tell um, us? Would you like to no, no. People know. I mean, you know, it's obvious. Um, but they're both easily accessible um, via public transportation, cheap to get to, um, and um, it makes it so simple. You know, I've now seen derbies between them. I've been to both stadiums on a number of occasions, and um, been to supporters' bars to see matches on away team on away games and to go to see sky blue play. I've meant to go the past couple weeks, but it is such a trek to get there. It's, it's so inaccessible. Um, and it's our, it's, it's my local team and it's so not local. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, Poughkeepsie is, I can't even spell it. I forget getting there. Um, and once you, once you're in the stadium and the people are phenomenal, it's like, you know, such a great atmosphere, but it's so hard to get to. And, um, wait, you know, we heard sky blue plays in Poughkeepsie, Poughkeepsie. Yes. Wow. Yeah. See, that's my non-expert self coming. Yeah. We heard about the fact that they haven't had running water, Mm -hmm. that they were, you know, working out of a trailer Jill Some Ellis don't have windows, right? They don't have, w- yeah, you know, it's, it's, yes, it's important that we talk about Zlatan not wanting to play on turf, but we're also talking about the fact that Carly Lloyd can't drink the water at her stadium, and that is insane. So, yeah. So, bring us your women's soccer, please. <laughs> yes, we would love to see more of your women's soccer. Other soccer's too as well obviously yeah we're gonna have some j league up next and a couple of other things so we want it from all around the world women men mixed if you got it um but yeah we definitely want to keep making women's soccer more accessible because i think when you see it and you get to know people involved with it then it just it, it's not so much women's soccer anymore as it's just soccer and you are a soccer fan I have kind of a nice story that I want to add to that that I think I'm going to throw up in uh, throw up onto. <laughs> Let me specify that um, <laughs> the unusual <laughs> efforts Instagram um, uh, story, which I, I will admit it will not be in real time. It's from this past weekend. Um, really just sort of a nice story that I know we talk a lot of like drama and things that happen in soccer and, th- and you know, barriers that are in place. But just want to share this really nice story because I think it's it's just a feel-good story of the season. So a friend of mine, Stephen, reached out to me saying that his friend Aaron's daughter was a huge Alex Bono fan. Ken. And for those of you who don't know who Alex Bono is. I was just saying, can you tell us who Alex Bono is? (laughs) Yes. So Alex Bono is the uh, current Toronto FC goalkeeper. He has been called up for the American uh, national team as their goalkeeper pretty young guy but he uh won the mls cup last year with tfc so his name is kind of getting out there and this little girl loves alex bono biggest fan 
All she wanted for her birthday was for Alex Bono to give her a box of mints. Don't get it, but whatever. That's just kids. She just likes <laughs> mints and Alex Bono. So make a long story short, um, her mom, Erin, reached out to my friend Stephen, who reached out to me to ask to see if I could make something happen. I've reached out to pretty much every single person that I could. And through the kindness of strangers and people within the club, people on Twitter, everything, this little girl on Saturday night, she's in a little girl, she's 11 years old, met Alex Bono for the first time. We didn't tell her what was happening. We just sort of let her down to pitch level and was just like, wait here with this stranger who was me. And he came out. She was bawling. Um, she was so excited. She couldn't talk. Alex, unfortunately, did not play that day. Um, Clint Irwin started against LAFC. And it was a terrible game. We lost 4-2. But you could just tell how, like, none of that mattered to Alex because he saw how much he meant to this little girl and how excited she was to meet him. And at one point, he was just like, wait right there, wait right there. And he ran back and came back with his game shirt. And he started apologizing to her about how, like, I'm so sorry I wasn't able to wear it today, but I still want you to have it. Let me sign it for you. And it was just this really, really great moment of, how, you know, no one's going to remember this score in five, ten years, but I will always remember that moment and how great it was. It was like I was meeting my hero. Like, Aww. at one point, I almost thought I was going to tear I up. think I am tearing up a so, little so right now. Aww. Oh, I I cannot wait to post the pictures because, you honestly, you have never seen pure joy like that she had no idea at one point she she said something jokingly like i wish i'd brought my inhaler oh. alex the great guy that he was said i have asthma too do you want to borrow oh. mine <laughs> let me make that clear she did not but i just thought it was just such a great moment he was such a great guy so thank you toronto fc thank you alex bono thank you um, Aaron for being such a cool and supportive mum to try to make this happen to her for her daughter. And uh, thank you, Abby, her older sister, who was there and basically held her sister's hand the entire time as like a sign of support. It was just an amazing moment of like empowerment for women in soccer to like be able to meet their heroes, whether, you know, male or female or whatever, but just to be able to like, you know, be able to take part of something special. And it was fantastic. And I'm still buzzing about it, honestly. Like, just over the moon. I love that story. That's so... Oh, was, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to post the pictures. When you first wrote about it, I thought you were talking about... Is you just wrote Bono. And I was like, <laughs> that's a cool story, but I don't really understand what it has to do with soccer. So, okay. <laughs> and it's so much better now, knowing yeah, that it's yeah, Alex Bono. It's much better now yeah. that it's Alex Bono. It's not like a U2 concert that you took a child too what a great thing <laughs> so that was just a nice little story from tfc this weekend on an otherwise not really that nice game so just thank you alex bono for being awesome i think that's pretty much all i got to say on that but um as the resident canadian on the podcast i'm gonna turn it over to you ladies because i know that there's something important that you want to talk about so i'll just sit here and be quiet and make notes and learn about american politics oh me me um yes you yes <laughs> i put this one in bold red letters um so today is, what day is today? Today is the second. In two days, um, the hearings on Judge Brett Kavanaugh begin. 
um, as to whether or not he is going to going to become a Supreme Court justice. What does this have to do with soccer, you ask? The answer is, I don't know. But, <laughs> I mean, I can make something up. I really could. I, if you give me 30 seconds, I might have something brilliant for you. But what does it have to do with humanity and non-male human beings? Everything, I tell you. Because um, Judge Brett Kavanaugh, like the people who, some of the people who will be voting him in and the people who chose him, um, does not believe in uh, the right to choose, has iffy beliefs on contraceptive care. The face that Sonia is making right now, you guys, is correct. And the face that Sonia is making means you should call your senators every single day and tell them that you are urging them to block the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh. Now, perhaps you are lucky and you live in a state with two great, great, great senators who are already planning on doing this. Why does it matter that you call them? Well, because maybe your mom's raised you to be polite and say thank you. I don't know. But it also matters because they mark your phone calls. And as their constituents, um, your phone calls count. So they're going to say, wait a second, Megan from... Megan, where are you from? (laughs) I'm living in Mississippi. Are you voting, Megan? That's the important thing. That's the important that's the thing i have to get my mm. registration okay that was complicated it, okay mississippi is bad yeah vote in mississippi you might want to stage it it's, yeah. i mean you might yeah. want to stay that way though because registration in mississippi might vote already in be mississippi closed. so megan is my opposite side so so not megan but maybe they're like yeah. hmm you know <laughs> kirsten from i'm in oregon from oregon wow those are great senators Thank you yes. so much for calling. I'm going to write that down and mark that you want me to block the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh. That's awesome. That counts. And it counts every single day. So if you call on a Monday, you can also call on a Tuesday. But then they're going to be like, Megan, I'm just going to warn you in advance. This is going to be a very offensive Southern accent. They're going to be like, well, Megan, little lady, because I assume all Mississippians say that. Thanks for calling. I'm going to mark that you want me to block the nominee. I'm going to stop while I'm ahead because that was just, I know that's offensive. That's probably for the best. That yeah. is terrible. Anyway, what does this have to do with soccer? <sighs> hmm. We don't need a bridge. Good. Thank you. Because okay. it was going to be terrible. But please call. Um, uh, I will tell you right now what the phone number is. You can call your senators every single day. It's 202-224. Used to know it by heart, because I do call them every day. Uh, Isn't it in your yeah, own Twitter? Say, even I know this number. Oh, I yeah, think. it is. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yes, it is. Um, and if you are 202-224-3121. Um, 3121. And if you do not like calling... Um, you can text ResistBot, and they will turn all of your texts into faxes to your senators. Wow. And then you don't have to make a sound. You could just Ooh, text. How do you text, text ResistBot? Because, you know, most of us who are millennials, even though I'm barely a millennial, you count. hate talking on the phone. But are you good at texting? Well, I don't. Because. I'm not sorry, I don't make texts 
typos all the this, time. Right. You could actually send your text first to Kirsten <laughs> for editing. So you text the word resist, R-E-S-I-S-T, to the number 50409. 50409. Yep. And you just text resist. Text resist. And from there, they're going to ask you your zip code. And they're going to put you in touch with your congressmen and congresspeople and senators. And you could text, like, literally just text what you want to say. And ResistBot will will write it out for you and say, is this what you wanted to say? And then you'll look at it and say, mm, maybe I shouldn't have used that word. Okay. Um, and then it'll, it'll fax whatever you wrote to your elected officials. Like, And magic. I just want to say I just texted ResistBot and it does want... My first and last name, but I'll I'll be nice and give it to them. Yes. But it it looks like it's working. So thank you, Jesse, because I never knew, being an Oregonian, I never knew that it was important for me as well to do this stuff because I'm so used to my representatives being decent human beings. I know. It's tough when they're decent human beings. <laughs> that must be nice. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you all for letting me go on that on that long and lengthy and not necessarily football related rant. And don't we have another American thing up next? Oh, not American, USian thing. Yes. Megan. You have the spreadsheet, Megan. <laughs> Megan is a goddess of humanity and spreadsheets. Megan, <laughs> do you as well yes. suffer? through the pangs and trials and tribulations of NBC Gold and other such, <laughs> sir, I don't even know what noun to use, services. I do. I unfortunately subscribe to Fox Match Pass. Um, and I was part of the people who did not realize that it wasn't covering the World Cup. So while I was working every day in the World Cup and then came home, I was like, time to watch my soccer. It was not time to watch soccer because it was all gone because they lost oh. the rights to that, to streaming it on demand, even though Fox still had the rights. So there are a lot of intricacies to the streaming spectrum if you want to actually do it legally. <laughs> that last part of that sentence is brilliant. It's, it is beyond complicated and complex and sometimes involves borrowing your ex's parents' cable information so you can log Not that in any of us would ever no, do that. and we don't no. condone that at all but sometimes you really need to watch that la liga match or the world cup and nothing has it so it's like on some random espn 4 plus deportes channel um that barely exists that you know you could have if you pay 14.99 a month for Fubo or twenty nine ninety nine a month for whatever the other one is called, and nobody wants to do that, Megan. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely do not. I am. Um, there's also iGoal now, which basically covers um, South and South and Central American really? matches. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then what else do we have? Is that a paid for thing? I think there are more. Yes, it's nine ninety nine a month. I don't want to do that, Megan. I want to not get <laughs> viruses on my computer when I try to watch it on Roja Directa. Is what I want. Uh, 
in a perfect world, we would all be living (laughs) so that we could obviously stream it legally. Um, I think that the easiest thing to do at this point is Fubo or Sling, unfortunately, but that's for our millennials who are okay with cutting Mm. cords. (laughs) Yeah, some of us have to keep cords just because that's where our internet comes from. Serbia is not that advanced. Right. Yeah. Sonia, what's um, it like in Canada? Do you not we have, have this issue? issues in Canada um, to do with soccer streaming. So basically, we have two main channels that are TSN and Sportsnet. Both of them are good and bad in their own ways. But kind of all of the sports conglomerates are owned by the same two cable companies, which is a little bit weird. We now have DAZN in Canada for like the first time for realsies. But um, I just found out recently that TLN, so anyone in Toronto especially who grew up in an Italian household, knows TLN. They're now showing Serie A rights, which like is unheard of in Canada. BN Sports sort of did, but it's like $75 a month or something. I just That was that us point. too, yeah. Yeah, so, and half the time... Um, you would just get like a Barcelona game and the game you wanted to watch was delayed by like 35 minutes. Like it was insane. So we're all nodding right now, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Good. I'm glad that you guys have felt my pain. So yeah, um, basically you don't have that many choices to watch here unless you stream either legally or illegally. But um, can I do my own little plug right now? Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're waiting for. Oh, perfect. So I'm happy to announce that I will be um, being a guest on TLN's uh, Soccer Fanatics show on their Serie A halftime show. And you will hear me talking a lot of unusual efforts, wearing Yay. a lot of unusual efforts swag, <laughs> yeah. and there might be a few showings of tattoos. Yay! No spoilers there, but yeah. <laughs> so I'm really happy to be joining uh, quite a few great people. Uh, I don't want to say too much because I don't know how much is being released. But yeah, um, for anyone in Toronto, you will be seeing me every now and then on Tele Latina. Oh, so it's you're doing it more than once. Yeah, so we filmed a few spots and we'll see what happens from there. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. And the team's really, really great. I've like have not worked with more fun people ever other than you guys, of course. <laughs> but yeah, it's, well done. it's a very, very fun team. Well, that's awesome. I'm thrilled to hear that. And I I know you wish I was in Toronto. And right now I wish I was in Toronto, too. So I could see you on TV. Maybe someday. But we're all <laughs> proud of you. As cheesy as uh, that sounds. I'm going to take screamshots and tweet them out. Have you met me? Like, Did, did you just say screamshots? I, I swear <laughs> you said screamshots. <laughs> screamshots? I mean, yeah. I do scream a lot. So. All right. I'm going to copyright that. Excellent. <laughs> And with that, let's uh, go into some of the games this week. Uh, because speaking of screenshots. Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll start on like more oh. neutral ground with Champions League. Um, uh, uh, excuse little... me? Yeah. Neutral ground is no <laughs> games have happened yet. Uh, oh, no okay. games in Champions League that is not a qualifier have happened yet. Okay. Actually, sorry. Um, so the draw is kind of old news now, but we still have a lot of to talk about and a lot of our opinions to come forward. And I wanted to kind of hear everybody's opinions on this. So let's talk overall. Um, but first, I want to talk to Kirsten about her experiences of the upcoming Champions League matches. <laughs> okay, was not expecting that. 
Kirsten will share her thoughts and sound effects. For everyone who does not know, um, first of all, where have you been? (laughs) Second of all, (laughs) I had a nervous breakdown on Thursday. Third of all, um, here's the story. I live in Belgrade. I support Red Star. Unfortunately, well, first of all, fantastically, wonderfully, um, Red Star... Did not beat, but drew with another Red Bull team. It's okay, Megan. Not your team. Um, (laughs) To get into the Champions League for the first time ever. So what happens? Red Star gets drawn with Napoli. That's right. So hear me out here. This is my day. Two days. My two days. On September the 16th, I fly from Eugene to Vienna. No, it's not a straight flight. There's a lot of stops. I arrive in Vienna on the 17th. I get in a little minibus, and I get to Belgrade the morning of the 18th. The evening of the 18th, I have to go stand with a bunch of Red Star fans who, yes, I am a Red Star supporter, but Napoli is my first love to go stand in that crowd jet-lagged and with no sleep. And to try not to be torn limb, limb from limb when I accidentally cheer on Napoli. Oh. So, <laughs> oh. that's my drama. That's why I'm crying. And I'm so scared. And I hope I don't die. Oh. <laughs> I guess y'all wouldn't really understand <laughs> unless you've actually been in a fan situation like Red Star in which they throw a lot of fire and will. Yeah, um, I, I've not seen them ever beat up a woman, but this... This could be a first time for anything. Yeah. I was at I was a... To say, I actually, have been oh. gone after by ultras, so gender does not matter in soccer. Yeah, I was at a stadium in, in Argentina once where they they didn't throw something at a woman, they threw the woman. Oh, excellent. Thank you. That makes me feel oh. better. But again, this was Argentina. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. When I was in Germany, I went to the Ingolstadt RB Leipzig game which was the second division. Ingolstadt got promoted for the first time, and they threw flares at us in the fan section. And then as I was traveling on my own, not with the fans, I had to get on the bus with all of the Ingolstadt fans to go home to the train station. (laughs) And one of the RB Leipzig fans told me that I should probably put a sweater on or something because I should definitely not wear that jersey on the bus. (laughs) Yeah, it's real. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Kristen, you also have PSG in that group. I know! (laughs) My Cavani! (laughs) For um, as of right now, my ticket back to the U.S. has me coming back before the uh, before PSG come to town. But you know, if I sell more stories, hint, 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 any content managers out there, then I will switch my ticket, stay in town, see my lovely Eddie Cavani. Oh. But it's going to be interesting for him going to Naples, yeah, um, because he's still adored there. We want him back so badly. Um, I, I think they talked about this on Sempre, but I was not on the Sempre Napoli podcast today. Um, thank goodness, actually. But we'll get to that later. Um, but I really, I really think that um, he's going to be given a decent reception when he gets there. But if he scores, it might break all of our hearts. So, and we have Liverpool, but eh, Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that kind of leads into the first Champions League question, which I think Kirsten may have already answered. 
for everyone on this podcast panel uh who is your group of death kirsten's not allowed to answer oh come on megan do you have any uh thoughts on what's gonna be the toughest group either personally or professionally i personally um, (laughs) for me i care about the german coefficient that is all I care about in the Champions League Fair. this season, because my team's in the Europa League playing against their sister club, and that's a whole other story. But um, I have a little bit of love for Turkish teams as well. So for me, Group D with Schalke and Galatasaray <laughs> is just a little difficult because I want both of those coefficients to go up. I'm one of those people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, well, Sonia might be one of those people for Italy, too. Are you, Sonia? What? No, i rather <laughs> stab myself in the ear than support Juventus. <laughs> yes, thank you! <laughs> <laughs> That's even, like, non... That, I don't even question that. Uh, but that does lead me to my group of death, which I think is Group H with Juventus. Man United, who is my partner's team, Young Boys, as we discovered last week, is my team, and Valencia, so. You think that's, that's a, a group personal of group of death? Yeah, that's a it's personal. It's a personal group of oh, death. Oh, personal. Not, like, okay. actual, you because think Young Boys will. Because someone might get smothered in their sleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. That's what group of death means. Uh, Jesse? <laughs> like so, like actual death. Personal or professional? So would that be B for you, B, Jessie? absolutely. That's my team. Tottenham playing against Luis Suarez. Um, so it could be real death. Yeah. Hey, now. Sorry. Sorry, Uruguay. Um, yeah. That's... I hate that. And also, I... Um, I mean, any or none of you might understand this one, that, that with internationals coming up, I'm also looking at Atletico and Galatasaray and thinking, like... Just no one hurt Uruguayans. Like just, just don't get, don't get injured over there, and don't get injured over there. Cavani, don't get injured. You just came back. Like, ugh. I think they're all group of take it easy and be careful. For during the internationals. Yeah, because we have international matches coming up already. Yeah. yeah. So I, I need yeah, everybody to be yep. be safe. <laughs> I'm very selfish. <laughs> Jesse just wants bubble wrap. I do. <laughs> I do. I want environmentally friendly games. bubble wrap. <laughs> um, and then I guess the follow-up question to that one would be, who do you have as the easiest group, either professionally or personally? Because I'm not going to lie, every single one of my answers are personal. Of course they are. Yeah, soccer is nothing but yeah. personal. Okay, so what's yours, Sonia? Uh, I'm really sorry, Jesse. Mine's group B. Because no matter what, like, I can understand everyone coming out of that group. So it's something that I don't have to think about and I don't have to stress about. Okay, that's fair. For me, it's group D because I think pretty much anyone could come out of that except for Shulka. Because Shulka again is Shulka. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Hmm. I think... I was going to go D also, because I think that's just such a toss-up, which is exciting. Yeah, it's really an... I like a good... Yeah. yeah. Megan? I can see... Um, for me, it's Group F, not necessarily because I don't expect Man City to 
to progress, but the other teams, um, I can see Hoffenheim doing well. And again, really, <laughs> I can. <laughs> I I believe in Hoffenheim. I didn't see them this weekend, so I don't I don't know. But um, um they, I think we should make T-shirts that say "I believe in Hoffenheim." <laughs> Wait, can I have a picture of um, for some reason David Hasselhoff came to mind? That makes no sense. Someone else needs to design it. And yeah, no, let's let's start making notes here. <laughs> the thing about Hoffenheim is that they have this somewhat of a friendship with RB Leipzig purely because they are both two of the most hated teams in Germany. Why? So, <laughs> Hoffenheim is all is similar to Germany in that it's owned by one person with a lot of money. Which you mean it's don't like. similar to Leipzig, not similar yes. to Ger- oh, oh, I was yes. going to ask yes. if like, Angela Merkel w- you know, owns uh, them, in which no. case I'm a fan. <laughs> I like them already. Um, and so when they first played in the Bundesliga, which was the opening game, uh, their opening game last season, um, they had banners like, uh, you can't be the most hated, that's still our spot, and things like this. Uh, rather than the normal Red Bulls should die Banner, Wait, so, so they're in such good company with Man City. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. But I don't think we can say that about Shakhtar. And I really don't know anything about Lyon. We need a French person. Come on here. Talk about France. Unless in one weeks, of y'all. We need to find a French. For at least a, <laughs> nope, not me. Or at least somebody lives in France. Hi, Phil. Hope you're listening. <laughs> uh, we have more questions about Champions League, right? Yes, two more. Um, two more of our of what I want to hear from you guys. Uh, the most anticipated match for everyone, and this one is an actual personal question. Um, do I really have to talk about that again? Because I might no, cry again. No, we're skipping again. you. Okay, yeah, we're skipping you, uh, Megan. <laughs> uh, as mentioned earlier, mine's probably Schalke Galatasaray, just because I can be easily neutral and be happy with the result either way, and I like oh. that. Such a nice feeling. Yeah. It's like a, it's like the unicorn of of soccer to be just happy no matter what the outcome. Yeah. Only we can be so lucky. Uh, Jesse, you're a match. Kirsten, I'm sorry, but mine's the same one because I just love Mike Cavani and and I want to see him go home and be loved. And I still sort of hold out hope that he'll go back before he comes home to Nacional. Oh, me too. Me too. But uh, my mine is actually Napoli Zvezda because because that's, that's yours. Yours. Die. Yeah, mm. that's where you <laughs> I hope you don't. Family, please, I mean, just I know, I know. Personally, would not be. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> I noticed how neither of the other two of you are chiming in on that one. I'm trying to figure out if I can figure out how to switch the Twitter password for whenever that game is scheduled. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, there's not a lot of reception in the Maracana, so it might be okay. And <laughs> let's be honest, I do not have the Twitter password for unusual efforts. No, we don't give her that anymore. I may or may not have tweeted for us about 20 minutes ago. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, I'm going to skip over mine because I've already possibly admitted to a future murder. So let's not get myself more in trouble when young boys beat Man United later on in the season. <laughs> And finally, my favorite question um, of this of uh, this Champions League roundup is: What do you think will be the predicted biggest upset based on no games played so far and zero measurability? Love I think question. Red Star are gonna 
gonna top group C. That would be the biggest upset. Absolutely, I'm 100% there for that. Fair. Uh, my biggest upset, which is not an upset to me, is Juventus and Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo going out in the group stage. Yes! Damn it, Sonia, that was mine too! All right. No, get on this bandwagon. Oh, we'll, we'll make sure it's about this. As well. There's actually a thing, Jesse. I don't know if I don't know if you know this, but in Italy, it's actually a thing to root against certain clubs. Sonia, do you know the word for that? I always forget it. Nope. There's a there's a specific word that they use, and pretty much for anyone who's not a Juventus fan, we're almost always just rooting. Anything that brings Juventus down. Okay, come on, Italians. Tell us what this word is. Let us know. Yes. And tell us how to pronounce yes. it correctly yes, as well. Okay, good. Megan, what about you? Okay, what's Megan? your What's your upset? Yeah. This one I was really torn on. Um, for some reason, I just have a feeling that Bayern are going to slip up at least once. <laughs> and I cannot decide which team it's against. But just from watching them and going into the season, um, I can see them slip like they slip sometimes when they're underestimating teams. And out of the other three teams, I can see them taking advantage of it. So it is one of the Bayern matches. <laughs> All right. What would what would be the best one? I hope they slip up when they're in Greece. That would be amazing. Yeah. I'm also rooting for that, so... Okay. Sonia, transition us. Or not. Right, you don't have to. Into, um, let's skip part two now because no one wants... Should we just go straight to Germany? Would, would that just make everyone better if we not talk about what happened in England this week <gasps> or what happened in... No, I, I think we want to know about um, Jesse's feelings on Joe Hart and then we can move along. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Um, remember Joe Hart, you guys? Remember him? Barely. Yeah. Yes, he looks like a kid I used to babysit. <laughs> he still, he does. He looks like little Joey Hart. And he um, is is the best goalkeeper of week four, apparently. And I am still confused. I don't know how that happened. Wait, where is Joe Hart? So... Where is where in the world is Joe Hart? Not I know. In Italy. <laughs> it's a oh, Torino. I know. So, oh, um, that was fun. Yeah, Joe Hart. What a career. Joe Hart is at Burnley now, playing against a delightfully pink kitted Man United, um, and was having like a predictably awful match. Romelu Lukaku had a really bunch of great goals. Um, I was waiting for the Mourinho breakdown i could not watch my tottenham match because of the aforementioned nbc gold but then pogba gets a penalty which you would think is a sure thing and it wasn't because you guys joe hart saved it which is weird because it was joe yeah. hart um yeah so that's a thing that happened and another thing that happened in that match is the thing that I I got into a little bit of a kerfuffle with um, a just man on Twitter, capital M. <laughs> man, just, Can you just say kerfuffle? I again? did. It was a kerfuffle. I kerfuffled. All right. Um, because I just don't understand. So, Marcus Rashford, who's you know adorable, but like twelve, um, mm -hmm. did 
the thing that like a, a lot of, and you could tell me I'm wrong on this, anybody, but I feel like male athletes do, because I, I have not seen female athletes do this. He got frustrated and he led with his forehead and nose. Like he went to headbutt, but he held back from headbutting and he just sort of like shoved his head and nose into the head of another player. It looked like a, like a, when, when animals with antlers, like go to aggressively push another antlered animal. And I don't understand why, you know, you're going to get a red card. Like that's just the rule. Don't do it. But also what is that impulse that leads men to like, like forehead other men why (laughs) i don't think i would ever think oh yes i would like to nudge you with my forehead right no but it's it's like a thing that happens so i wrote this on twitter like why why just don't don't put your forehead and nose in other people's faces and like random men started coming out of the woodwork being like i don't know what you're talking about men don't why not hashtag not all males foreheads (laughs) (laughs) okay but kind of yeah because i don't see women doing it so yeah so none of them could explain they just wanted no they were just like you're wrong i was like well but am i really so much (laughs) I, i don't think so well, if you're a man and you're listening to this podcast, first of all, thank you. Second of all, please explain what's up with the forehead. Yeah, thank you. And I apologize if I have lumped you all into one forehead butting category. So that's enough EPL for today, yes, right? Yes, 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 it is. Yep. Oh, uh, wait, wait. We did have one listener question that I wanted to address. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, Robert Rutledge asked us if there is an Effortista endorse um, fantasy team or league, especially specifically for the EPL, and the answer is no. Yeah, we don't. We tried it one <laughs> time, it. and then all of us, um, you know, forgot by the middle of the season. And uh, which and, is ninety percent of fantasy leagues. Yeah, let's face so. it. Everybody's hyped up for the first two weeks, and then it all vanishes. And yeah. I, we, we have so many other wonderful things that we want to do that we just cannot keep track of who is on top in our fantasy leagues. Sorry. I used to think fantasy leagues so were just, I, like, picking a player that you really liked and making a fantasy about it. Like, <gasps> <gasps> we can have that kind of fantasy league. I oh, think- my gosh. So I'm so down that. for that. I wish my video was still on right now so you guys could see my face. Really we we can imagine that. your face, Sonia. Uh Jesse, yep, <laughs> you are going to make this happen, and then like everyone could vote on. Oh, okay, <laughs> Megan, I have to talk to you about how to make that a spreadsheet. Then we'll make all our okay. fantasies into spreadsheets, and everybody will vote. We'll probably do a Google form first, and then transfer it to spreadsheet. Amazing. Excellent. Okay, Robert, that's how all fantasies should be. We're gonna make this happen for you. We promise. I'm so so yes, right we do have a fantasy strategy. It's just. Not what you'd expect. Right. Right. It's unusual. It's an it's unusual, unusual fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amazing. Yep. Um, speaking about fantasy. Oh, yeah, we didn't I give could, you I a good transition there. Yeah. 
it, it was too easy to do. Um, speaking about fantasies, is the Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> fantasy over in Syria? <laughs> um, no, but seriously, when does the goal like? When do we start worrying about the goalless wonder? In the sense, like I, I don't care about Juventus. I think I've made that clear. But in the sense where. This idea of Ronaldo coming to Serie A would kind of boost up the league and like it would give us a little bit more worldwide worldwide respect. But now that he's not scoring, which is all anyone cares about, it doesn't matter anything else that he does on the pitch, that it kind of becomes a joke and Serie A kind of becomes more of that retirement league again. Um, I forgot what my question was. Well, I think I think your question was, when does it become a joke or when does it become a problem, essentially? And I think that really, we all know, or at least anybody who pays attention to Serie A knows that he's here for Champions League. Come on. That's why they brought him in. That's why they paid fuck tons of euros for him. They want to win Champions League because, what, seven straight titles? They don't, they don't need another domestic title. While fans will care that he's not scoring in the league and... Fans will laugh when they're losing to Parma. Um, the actual club is not going to give a shit until they're, you know, third in their Champions League group and saying, why the hell did we spend all this money on this man who suddenly can't score? At least that's my thought. So follow up question on that. <laughs> no one wants to disagree, huh? Um, no. Well, what will happen when young boys beat Juventus 7 nothing oh. in Champions League? What? Where did you get that number? Um, I thought we were starting our fantasy football. <laughs> 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 Your fantasy football starts with young boys. That's interesting. What's the hey, name of hey, their Jesse, stadium again? Jesse, didn't you Ooh. want to make sure your fantasy football didn't start with young boys? That was Wasn't that what you were tweeting about today? Perfect transition. I've ever heard it was like you guys rehearsed. Well done. We are one mind, yes. I like the idea that anyone thinks that this is rehearsed or <laughs> That would be awful. <laughs> I love this follow-up question, though. I don't know who... who asked. Oh, it was asked of you, Sonia. Which follow-up question? The one that says, fuck everything? No, I just thought that was like an evergreen <laughs> response to life and the universe. And Oh, it's literally written in blue. Um, yeah. Oh, the one that actually says Q for questions. Yeah, that um, one. So, all right, good. Uh, the fuck everything comes from Kirsten. And before she yells at me and while she has her head <laughs> in her hands and not paying attention to the screen, I'm I would just crying like to say, again. if you... Um, She's crying again. Um, if you did not see the Sampdoria game today, I will not mention who they were playing. There is one goal. She's rocking back and forth right now. I don't know why we don't do vlogs instead of this like audio thing. But um, there is one goal today. All you need to do is Google goal of the day, and I will assume it shows up. And you should watch it, is all I will say. It was... Um, performed because I don't know if another a better word to say than performed by a former Udinese player so there's a little bit of pride but it's also um, the goal was it was scored by probably the most likable man and most supportive man in Serie A 
And I don't want to say any more because I think Kirsten will actually just fly out to punch me. So let's quickly move on to a question that was not pro, pro, a question that was not posed to us on Twitter, but came through something else. Um, while I was recording a TLN segment, I was asked it, what what was my ritual food or what do I eat during a game? And I was actually kind of dumbfounded by this because I don't think if I'm watching a game at home, obviously if you're out at a restaurant, it's a bit different. But if you're watching a game at home, I don't think I've ever eaten anything. Like I think it's, you know, coffee, maybe a beer or two, really, really strong gin, depending on the game. But whiskey, whiskey is nice. Yeah, yeah I, I don't, I don't, yeah. Um, don't worry, we will give you drinking choices at the end of this. But um, I don't really associate food in Syria, and that could be a personal thing with me because a lot of our games are at 9 a.m. and I'm not going to like you know want to eat. But I wanted to pose this question to the group because I've actually been thinking about it quite a lot. Is there a lack of food culture in soccer, especially compared to North American culture, where you have like nachos and beer and chips and fajitas? I'm just naming food that. I know. Well, uh, I don't know if y'all know this, but I think the time that the Timbers fan base was the most um, outspoken and outraged this season was when Providence Park tried to take away their tots. So that could be a food culture. Um, We love our tots, apparently, in Portland. I'm not saying I'm a Timbers fan, but they were up in arms and got... I'm sorry, you're what? Tots! Wait, does a Canadian not know what tots are? Like tater tots. Like tater, oh tater tots. Okay, tater Sorry, tots. I don't know your cool slang. <clears throat> and anyway, they uh, they pretty much protested until the tots were brought back to Par- Providence Park. So, <laughs> slight food culture, I guess. Yeah, I mean, some of the best food I think that I've ever experienced in any stadium in any sport is at BMO Field. Like when the when tfc first started like their gourmet food were chip buddies and if you don't know what a chip buddy is it's essentially texas toast like white texas toast mayonnaise and french fries just squished together it's something you would make when you're seven years old um and curry fries jesse looks horrible i'm sorry i don't want to yuck anyone's yum but but (laughs) no (laughs) i don't know if it is anyone's yum if that makes you feel better but um yeah and now like you can get like not fine dining, but fine stadium dining. So it's, it's obviously it's a cash grab. Like I understand that, but like at the beginning of the season the media food day at TFC is like more important than, you know, the oh, first day of the season. I remember the Sounders press box used to be all up in arms when the top pot donuts would disappear before everyone had got one. But what was your actual question that we don't have specific foods we associate with soccer kind of it's like you know when the super bowl comes around like everyone makes nachos and like you know hockey's there and you eat wings i don't know maybe that's like a canadian thing but like there's not there's not this idea of eating while watching soccer games that's because it's fucking to me that's why i'm asking if this is a weird thing i can't do it because it's too tense yeah you know like baseball and american football they have nice pauses that you can eat during I think that also part of it could be how many of us are, like, international fans. And so we're watching games that are at 6 in the morning or 8 in the morning, mm-hmm. depending on where you live. And so it's just time to, like, get coffee and eat some breakfast. You're not wanting anything that's traditionally, like, sports food. Except whiskey. <laughs> Except whiskey yeah, and your no, coffee. Definitely. 
Yeah, I don't think I, I also, I think I'm too, like, nervous or anxious or, like, um, fixated on the match. I, I'll drink tea and coffee or stronger things through it, but <laughs> I don't eat. I think we should open this up for listeners. I'd love to hear for them. Yeah. To, like, tweet at us to say what they do in terms of food during matches. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. It's it's literally something I've been thinking about for a while, especially Udinese in Toronto played at noon today, and I was just like, I don't want lunch. The soccer game is on. <laughs> like, it, the two didn't coincide in my head, but I don't know. It's true. Let's, let's hear from our listeners because my opinions are kind of moot on this point. What are you doing? Getting food right now? Oh. <laughs> no, sorry. I forgot that you guys couldn't see me and my dog had wandered over. Hi, Frank. Um, let's just... He's here. He's, he's being happy. Um, all right. So moving on in my silence, um, we want to turn the segment to Megan because we have her on the pod this week because the Bundes... Well, because we love her, first of all. And second of all, because Bundesliga started this week and Mm-mm-mm-mm. I want to say... Last week. Last week. No. Last week. Yeah. Last week. See, this is why we need her on the pod. Um, And so we came up with a challenge for her, and we wanted her to pick our teams that we were going to follow this. For some reason, Sonia doesn't understand that I have a German team, and it's kind of like, (laughs) where were you, Sonia? Anyway, the other two get to have teams assigned to them. Oh, it literally says, yeah, what the hell, Sonia, in the (laughs) notes. Um... We should auction off these notes at the end. We of the really season. should. This should to be, be fair. I considered trying to find a different team just to see how angry it would make you, <laughs> but I couldn't do it. And then you realize I have Torgan on my wallpaper, and that again I would cry again. And three times in one pod is yeah. too much. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's too much. Amazing record. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we asked Megan to choose me and Jesse teams, um, and not Kirsten, because as of last week, you would realize that we are not able to choose teams on our own. Yeah, that's true. We are not. But I could, and don't give me another German team, please. I'm excited for my team. Yes. Megan, take it well, away. I have not read the notes, by the way. I'm, I've like, like been genuinely keeping the secret, and you can tell that I've not kept the notes because the what the hell, Sonia, is the first time <laughs> I'm reading it. <laughs> well, let's let Megan tell us first about why Bundesliga is awesome. Well, Bundesliga is awesome because it's just the Bundesliga. It's that simple. <laughs> yeah, good job. We're glad it's we brought you on. Everything else. Um, <laughs> no, I think that part of the reason that I got interested in the Bundesliga was because you kind of never know what's going to happen in a game. Okay. You can really, truly have these small teams that you probably have never heard of if you're not watching upset bigger teams just on the day. And it's kind it's commonplace. And it's something that you see a lot in the cup as well. Um, when we have the smaller teams playing the first division teams and they beat them and knock them out and everyone's ashamed and it's amazing because I don't like any of those teams, so it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's also the amazing fan culture, which is part of it. And I think a large part of that is the ticket prices are so low, um, or at least still are fairly low. And so it's a lot more accessible to be a fan in the Bundesliga and to actually get to go see your team. It's easy to get to your nearest stadium 
like we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. and um, easily get in and make these amazing TFOs and chant the entire game, even when you're losing, um, or go to away games because it's so easy to get across the country, which was my favorite thing when I was there. Um, and then, of course, we have possibly the best part, which is the relegation battle. Which this I think season, you probably need to explain how relegation works in Germany. In Germany, it's different. different. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Um, so you have the two teams that are automatically relegated, and two teams that are automatically promoted, and then the third to last team in the first division and the third team in the second division play a playoff game, a set of playoff games, and that is the best part because we will not have Hamburg in that place this season. And so we can wait a second. Get... We could have Hamburg in that oh, spot. That is they true. could be third in in Bundesliga too. However, you say yes. that in German. Yes, this weiter Bundesliga. But okay. Uh... <laughs> For anyone not but... who does not know, Hamburg is the team that pretty much all Germans love to hate because they yeah. bragged about how they'd never been knocked out of the Bundesliga, and they kept going into this stupid promotion survival mode type thing for how long five years six years yeah something like that it's been a while because and finally they got knocked down last season and everyone cheered except sorry homburg fans <laughs> but everyone else cheered yeah and that was the thing i watched it was still back in 2015 and i can remember i was in berlin for one of the relegation battles and everybody in the hostel was just cheering for whatever team in 2015 it was that was playing against Hamburg, and Hamburg barely pulled it out. <laughs> and that was one of the saddest hostile lobby rooms I've ever oh. seen, which is saying something. So, so what we know is that neither Jesse or Sonia is going to get Hamburg, who are not even <laughs> Well, in if we do, then we know the how Megan really division, feels but... about us. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, so, going around to everyone's teams... I was a little hesitant about Sonia's because <laughs> I didn't want to um, pick. Just for the record, I love every suggestion. <laughs> well, I didn't want to pick Bayern or Dortmund for anyone. I will be upfront about that because I was just like, everybody loves them. We need to get some light on these le- quote unquote lesser Bundesliga teams. But Dortmund this season has a Swiss coach in Lucien Favre. Woo! Um, and we've already seen, um, hint, hint, first match day, how his tactics can turn out against certain teams. So even if I'm not personally thrilled that he took over and is beating Leipzig 4-1, to one, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that it would be an interesting team for Sonya to watch this season because of the transfers and the new tactics, finally. So actually, that's a great choice. And I'm glad I didn't read ahead to that because I will say that my university boyfriend, so this is before Dortmund was cool, is a huge or was a huge Dortmund fan. We're still very good friends. And so I, before I knew really anything about German soccer, I knew about Dortmund because, and this is why your pick is so spot on. Um, I watched them when Alexander Fry, former Swiss national coach, used to play for them. So I love that choice. I'm a Dortmund fan. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> so since Sonia is now part of the yellow wall. Um, <laughs> same oh colors as, yo- as young boys, too. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Yeah. 
Convenient. Uh, actually, funny enough, um, so I'm very good friends with this guy still, and I went to his bachelor party, as one does. Ex-girlfriends always go to bachelor parties. And because he's a big Dortmund fan, everyone dressed up in Dortmund jerseys, and I wore my young boy's jersey, and no one could tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post pictures later. Please. So, Jesse, yes. you have a slightly different team. Slightly. <laughs> slightly. Sorry, I read ahead. <laughs> give me, give me in my that- team. You are now green and white. I'm you so are excited for you, Jesse. <laughs> Sorry. Because, and full pun intended, I'm saying it ahead of my pun, they just have a storybook history. Even if they don't have their Nord Derby this season against Hamburg, um, they just have amazing fan support. And there's, it's always an interesting game. That's the one thing that you can say about Bremen is you never know if they're going to be somewhat like Schalke and just Schalke it up <laughs> or surprise everyone. And plus, um, I don't know how many people remember this, but back in 2016, 2017, Unusual Efforts was very for Werder Bremen. Like, we were all about tweeting their games and loving them up. So we're just bringing you into I the general love this. Unusual Efforts fold. Plus, green is awesome. I'm wearing green right now. Green is awesome. Yeah. She is. Perfect. I'm also totally not biased um, in that they now have a young 18-year-old American who is from, like, 45 minutes away from where I grew up. So. Jesse doesn't like him young, though. (laughs) We've already determined this. (laughs) Jesse would like you to provide over 30 years old. No, I can support them. Isn't Pizarro there? I just can't, like, crush on them. Oh, okay. Because it makes me right. feel icky. Is Megan is Pizarro still there or Yes, is that, he is. That okay, was what yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah. Yeah, he's so what, like forty two, forty three now? Something. Done. Yeah, something. I love my new team. <laughs> <laughs> he's Peruvian. Is that cool? Oh Pizarro Oh Megan. This is a great team. Yeah. I'm sorry, did I not have the right accent? No, on this that? is great. Okay. And and Megan, will you please explain to Sonia what you chose for me? <laughs> well, I chose Augsburg. No. no. Um, <laughs> oh, that was cruel. <laughs> I am a very cruel person. But um, I chose Borussia Mönchengladbach. For Thank Kirsten you. Because DeFolen mm-hmm. are... Already my team. Already her team. <laughs> and um, just as a side note, Lucci and Favre used to coach them. And yes. that was a fun few seasons. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I missed that. I thought we weren't going to make me cry anymore <laughs> oh, because hacking sorry. is. So Are we on to awful. number four? Honestly. What? Are we on to number four? Four. On yes. to tears number four. Uh, yeah, I think we are. I thought you meant, are we on to number question number four, which involves ducks? I thought you were skipping <laughs> from foals to ducks because you didn't want me to talk about my lovely Gladbach. Oh, no. Um, our, oh, yeah, Ducks is on here. Uh, hilarious. <laughs> so moving on to Ducks, who is going to yeah, talk about the Ducks? No, hang on. You've got a question. Technical difficulties. Let's, oh, wait, uh, we have a question? Wait, wait, you got a question. There is a question? Yeah, where? Sonia. Yeah. Oh, there is. How do you think oh, Alfonso right, Davies? Oh, right, Sonia, yeah. This has been asked many times, Sonia. Oh, you better answer. some Canadian content. Yeah. Canadian Speaking content of here. tiny, I, I talented can, babies. I can join in on this one instead of talking about sex. Yeah. Um, 
So the question is coming to us from Chris, part of the uh, Men on the Post family. So thank you, Chris, for that. And he asks or says, I'd love to know what Sonia thinks about Alfonso Davies. Oh, wait, no, I read that wrong. Sorry. <laughs> I'd love to know how Sonia thinks Alfonso Davies will get on with Bayern. Get on at Bayern. Also, can she spend a long time talking about Antonio Di Natale so I can listen whilst watching him on YouTube? No, not yes, this not yes, this time. So for, oh, okay, we'll, we'll keep part two of that question for next week, I guess. Um, no, I'm, I'm super excited for Davies. For those of you who don't know, he's a super young Canadian kid who currently plays for Whitecaps, has been signed to Bayern for... Are you waving at me? No, I'm not waving at you. I'm sorry, I forgot I was visible. Continue, continue. Sorry. Kirsten was just dancing or something, so I thought my facts were wrong about Davies, but no, I don't... No, I know nothing about Canadians. She might be crying. We all get very excited from a good, you Um, know, refugee Canadian super talented story, and we're just excited for you to tell it. That was her dance about it. So that helps. Perfect. And a funny story. I don't know if this is true. So this could just be a rumor that I'm I'm carrying on with. But in MLS, the uh, man of the match is sponsored by Budweiser. And because he's underage, he can't ever win it. What? Well, he doesn't yeah, have to drink if, if he wins. Too. Somebody told me that once. And I don't know if it was a joke. I don't know if it's a joke. But yeah, because the legal drinking age in, well, at least in Vancouver, in Canada, it varies. But legal drinking age in Vancouver or BC is 19. Yes, yes, it is. Those of us who went to college in Washington State can absolutely verify that fact. Wait, that, but he's not, they yes, don't force you to like. Because that's 19 there, but 18 in Quebec. What, they sorry. don't force them to drink the man of the match. But I've heard that too. I've heard that as well. That is silly. Oh, you've heard, did you hear it from me? Because No, for once, <laughs> oh, no, okay, it wasn't from you. <laughs> I don't know. That's another yeah, listener question. Is it? that true or just a rumor? Yeah, so please let us know. Alfonso, if, if you yeah. know, let us know. Because there have been many times that he should have been man of the match and was unfairly overlooked, but possibly because of his age. So good on MLS for having some sort of moral standards. I, guess. I don't know if that's Something really a moral standard. Now. As, As we all lift our drinks. <laughs> Yeah, I'm of age. Thank you very much. Even though I was ID'd at TFC last weekend, so or this weekend. Can we move on to the duck? Because I want to hear about the duck. Um. Yes. Did anyone else see this duck? I heard about the duck. That's why I want to hear more about the duck. Uh, Ralph Salt Lake was playing LA Galaxy. It was a wackadoodle of a match. Um, Zlatan was bleeding. I still don't really understand why, because it looked like he was bleeding from his stomach. But the best thing... What? Yeah, I slot on. Like, out of his stomach? <laughs> like his belly button region? Was um, it, did he get beaked? Did he get oh, beaked? Oh, I was thinking, like, stigmata. That's like, sort of what it looks like. It, <laughs> listen, and don't say it out loud, because he'll tell you he is, potentially. But... Yeah, that probably is Out true. of all the crazy, the from crazy and sword. best thing about it was this duck who waddled onto the pitch just cranky pants that there was a match going on when he needed to be a duck and the match had to stop while a whole host of people tried to collect the duck and the duck was not having it 
<laughs> and did this like I was gonna say duck and roll, but I really didn't mean it in a punny way. Like, <laughs> just was being a duck about it and <laughs> was being so disruptive. And later, um, Rail Salt Lake tweeted that the duck was safe and doing very well. Um, and people were lobbying for it to be Rail Salt Lake's um, mascot. It was a very cute, cranky duck. Aww. <laughs> And that was the best part of MLS for the last two weeks, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I would think. That is literally the only note we have on our script. For MLS. It's MLS. Do we want to talk about this? The duck on the pitch in Jesse's red. (laughs) And I watch MLS, let me tell you. It was a great duck. And I watched a bunch of MLS this week, too. But yeah, I was all for the duck. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) And I have to say... Uh, moving back to Switzerland, if nobody's seen the Pine Merton that invaded the Swiss Football League. Yes, it was in Switzerland. Yes. yes that is absolutely <laughs> the best video ever of an animal invading this, the pitch, but it's really hard to find. So somebody go Google that shit and send it to us. Because... It's amazing. Oh, I can find it in a minute. Don't worry. That's I what I thought. Like... And I just tried and I couldn't find it. So. That's why I'm asking I'm, I'm our on listeners. It right now, okay, make worry. it happen. Okay. Sonia, where are we going now? Because we're already at like an hour, so. Make it Direct go. Us. Okay. Um, let's. Yes, sorry. Uh, I was too busy Googling um, Pine, Pine Martin. Martin. I'm not going to lie. But uh, we're going to start wrapping up. But there is one thing that I know uh, you all wanted to discuss, and that's the Women's World Cup. So if you want to wrap up the best of it in the next seven minutes we'll get to a couple of audience questions i will find this link and then bob's your uncle wait i sonia there's a note on there saying shouldn't we do this next episode when we have more time for it yes we should let's get to the audience questions (laughs) okay sonia doesn't read ahead Um, everyone also (laughs) um i I barely read also i have found the link so yeah okay um I will send that out later. I mean, it won't make any sense if we tweet it right now because of the time delay. In the yeah, let's, posted, let's, let's I think wait. that might actually be funnier. Um, okay, so let's get to some audience questions. And remember, you can tweet us anytime to send in your audience questions. They can cover a range of a variety of things, things that you just want to know our opinion of, burning questions, um, genuine things that you just want to know. You will see how wider variety of topics are from these two questions so the first one is from an effortista why did it change color because you're gonna go for it anyway so i'm not gonna say shift to the next episode let's go just keep going so it comes from (laughs) you can't do these changes on me live on air um so it comes from our um, to handle mostly inane. Um, and the question is, which league has the best beards? Um, I'm going to say I'm not a fan of beards, so everybody can boo at me and their designated social media channel. I'm not a fan of beards, but I'll throw this out there. Ratika, James Bridget, you're co-writing a story about the best beards. Do it. Let's get it up in the next two weeks. That's my contribution. I think. All right. Um, I actually thought long and hard about this. 
I'm going to have to say MLS. I don't know if it's like, okay, I reaction here, <laughs> but maybe it's because Clint Irwin, our backup goalkeeper, just grew a mustache, but I've been noticing a lot of beards, and I realize the mustache is not a beard, but I've been noticing a lot of beards in MLS, and I'm not saying they're good beards. <laughs> But, but the question the is the best beard. Volume of beards. Oh, best volume of beards. Okay. Okay. Again, I take every question in a personal way. I live in Brooklyn, so I feel like I'm uniquely suited to answer this question. You should be, yeah. Yeah. Um, although maybe not as much as Portland, Seattle. I'm not sure. Yeah, but I don't live here all the time. So. Okay. So I'm going to say Syria has the like overall the best beard the the median of beards if you will but if you put them next to olivier Giroux himself that's just tough i, I oh. you know it's hard he balances out a lot so i'd go syria on one hand olivier Giroux on the other hand wait didn't Giroux actually get a mention in the ver- in the first like two seasons ago article that James Bridget wrote. I believe I want to say did. I just want to I just want to mention how much thought I put into this question because I feel like it's very important. It you're correct. Mm, Megan, yeah. did you put as much thought? I did not. Um, <laughs> I was going to say Syria as well. Um, so if that tipped the scales at all. But I, like Kirsten, am not as much of a beard person. So it was difficult. If we want to talk about hair, that's a totally different story. Mm. Well, I'm sure that on this podcast we will... Hair might be a full podcast. Yeah. 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 I think it will have to be a full podcast at some point. Yes, and Olivier Giroud is definitely in the original beard article. So everyone just... Google Unusual Efforts Beards Premier League and you will find the original and hopefully we will have a sequel in the next couple weeks. It's so good. And All right, next. and then our yeah, our second audience question. We're probably going to do to a podcast, but unless they're fitted into other sections, but uh, this one was an interesting question from Abigail Shaw. Um, I'd love to know what about football, especially as a sports charm bewitched slash keeps you coming back. I'm always interested in this because we have slightly different appreciations of what exactly is uh, what exactly is the beautiful game. And then the follow up question to that is best drink to drown your sorrows. Oh, that's too many questions at once, though. (laughs) Can we focus on the first part? Basically, why do you love soccer? Yes. Bewitches, but I love the word bewitches. What bewitches you? Somebody else go first. No. Why does soccer bewitch you? We've this all one seen is... these questions and we all look puzzled right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it's so, um, it's like so simple and so complicated at the same time. And, and I also, I got, I love the language in it, like charms and bewitches you. Cause I think that's. Yes what it is and it all comes down to that you know it it is sort of a spell that that it casts on you and it's like this lunacy that we wake up at two in the morning to watch a match and we travel and spend st- 
stupid amounts of money and and we have no social life because this is our show. We do dumb shit for this game. And somehow we would not give it up, even though it makes us cry. Um, four times. Four times. <laughs> but but the the like intensity of of joy and depth of feeling that we get out of it somehow outweighs everything else in the community that we get out of it. And I mean, I learned geography from it because the 1994 world cup, I was, Oh, I clearly didn't learn math from it. What was I like <laughs> nine, eight? I don't know. Um, you know, I remember, I, I remember asking like, what were the capitals of those countries that were playing and, and where was that player from? So I don't know. You get so much out of it, but it it's not like one thing. And it changes. I, I also, at any time I move to a new place and I move a lot, I, I, I meet people because you you go to a bar to catch a match and, and that's ultimately like you meet another cranky Tottenham fan trying to watch the game next to you or or like an expat Uruguayan like chewing on his fingernails. So <laughs> I don't know. I think Jesse really said it best. I don't know how much I can follow up with that. Um, I was going to say definitely the community that you get out of it because I have um, gotten some of my best friends from soccer just from posting online. And that's the other thing about the era, like the time that we live in is how easy it is to connect to people online across the world from this and then get to go to games together or um, cry about the same players retiring or... <laughs> same time even though you're hours apart and um for me personally also it's been a big boost to my mental health because it was just um and when I've had some really difficult times I always knew what I was doing on Saturday or Sunday yeah. <laughs> it was a reason to get up and get out of bed even if it was difficult and even when your team was losing, um, you could still, for just a little bit, feel that emotion with all of these other people and feel connected with people through that. And I'm going to piggyback on that a little bit because I've tried in the past year to share a little bit both about my physical health struggles and my mental health struggles. Um, and last season was absolutely awful for me. I was bedridden a lot of the time. And um, unusual efforts definitely suffered because of it, because I couldn't do anything about the soccer that didn't charm me and didn't bewitch me. But um, I still managed to follow Napoli. And like y'all said, it is about being with those people and being in that virtual space with them. And well, also Napoli under sorry were beautiful to watch in that way that is bewitching like Abigail mentioned I think um and that that did sort of keep me tethered and make sure that I did not totally escape soccer that one draw of both the community and the way that these players interacted and the way that they played on the pitch um but if I could just say one thing a couple years ago somebody pointed out to me that even if we are trying to say things about how women and um, pretty much any gender that is not a man um, 
can like the sport for liking sport for the sake of it, if that makes sense, you know, um, pushing that the idea that um, women don't only go to bars to watch men run around in tiny shorts. This person pointed out that it is also okay for women to say, we like the sport because the men are attractive. And I just want to throw that out there. It is one of the reasons that keep me watching soccer, that the men are attractive. And I don't think that we should be necessarily ashamed to say um, whatever, if you're a sexuality that likes men, say, yeah, I think the men are attractive. And I don't really care what you think about me watching the sport because I think the men are attractive. Or bewitching or charming. Tanya, do you have? No, that's really hard to follow up because my answer was, and I say this quite often, um, I love soccer because I'm a megalomaniac or a masochist, depending on the day. <laughs> that's perfect. And yeah. with that, let's go to our closing of this now creeping on seven hour podcast if we include all of our technical difficulties. Uh, mostly my fault. I jinked myself <laughs> at the beginning of this. Um, so I'm going to start just to get mine out of the way because it was very complicated. Um, our team plus beer pairing of the week. So Kirsten made a new rule last week. And so now we have to pair our beer with an upcoming game for the week. So for next me, two I decided, weeks. Sorry. Next two weeks. Sorry. Um, so I decided to not listen to her instructions at all and assume it was just for the next week. So mine is for the next week. How can it be for the and next for... week? The next week is for internationals. I meant like the next game week, like match week. Okay. Well, okay. We'll, we'll <laughs> discuss this just... outside of the pod. <laughs> okay. Basically, I've just screwed this up. So I'm just naming Sorry, children. Your parents is... are arguing right now. <laughs> That's always what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, so I'm just going to name a game and a beer that somewhat match. Um, so my pairing is for the upcoming Watford United match. And the beer that I chose is called Even More Pecan Pie Jesus by Evil Twin. It's an imperial stout with molasses and pecan extract. It's American. It's 12%. And it's served in five ounce servings. And the reason why I chose this is because to me, Watford United is a very english match between the idea of like you know elton john owning watford at one point and united just being united um so the reason why i chose it is because this beer um is set is described to taste like frazzles and for non-english viewers that don't know what those are it is a bacon flavored english chip crisp so if you want bacon flavored english chips or crisps that are in a beer form even more pecan pie jesus is for you Excellent. And thank you for Jason for pointing that out to me. Because I've never had a frazzle before. So someone bring frazzles back for Sonia whenever they go to England. Or you're going. Get some when you're there. I, I'll be there over Christmas. So okay. I'm, I'm excited. That's the only reason why I'm going there. For the frazzles. <laughs> yes. Yep. yep. Well, I went for an upcoming international game. Um, that is controversially near to my heart at the moment, um, and it's the Germany-France game. But the beer I chose to pair it with is Stammtisch by Urban Chestnut. It's a German-style pilsner from Made in St. Louis. Um, 
with Bavarian Connections. It's 5.4%. And the name Stammtisch actually means like an informal group meeting or friendly get-together in German. And this game is probably going to be anything but that. <laughs> Given Germany's performance at the World Cup and that they have a losing record against France and France being champions. And so, and all of the drama surrounding Germany at the moment. It will probably be anything but friendly when they actually get together. So try to have a little bit of friendly with your beer because you're not going to get it at the game. That's great. <laughs> so I messed up also. Um, I picked mine. See, the instructions were hard. No, I just was, I got overexcited because I picked mine <laughs> for, um, Hyunmin Sun winning the Asian Games with South Korea and thus getting out of military service. Um, hooray! So we're going back in time for yours. We're right? going back in time. And this match, um, I watched the stream a couple afternoons ago. Why is that important? Because I picked um, a beer called Afternoon Delight by Sun King Brewers. And it's called Afternoon Delight. And here's the part. So, Megan, I don't drink beer. Um, I don't really like bubbles. So I may be leading people into like the, I don't know, (laughs) yuckiest astray ever. Or this is super delicious. So... Here's what it says. I don't like bubbles. I do. I like blowing (laughs) bubbles, but I don't like drinking them. So it says, Afternoon Delight is a gold medal winning barrel aged beer with aromas of brown sugar and molasses accentuated with sweet flavors of vanilla and oak from bourbon barrels. I mean, that sounds as delicious delicious and lovely as Hyunmin Sun himself. No, that's weird. Ugh, somebody take it away. Depends. How old is he, Jesse? How old is he? (laughs) He's 27. That's good. I could say that. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Good. Thank you, guys. You rescued me okay. from myself. And I chose the beer that Sonia was actually drinking last week, but none of you would know that because we haven't decided. I feel like this is against the rules. It's not against the rules. You didn't mention it last week. And no one yet is watching our podcast. We'll talk about For that now. later. Yeah. Um. Anyway. <laughs> I chose Delirium Tremens, which is a Belgian beer, but it is also a condition which is a rapid onset of confusion. And why did I choose this? Because I decided to read up on Nations League. Do any of you know what Nations League is? No. Yeah, exactly. Same puzzled face that I had. Um, The International's coming up. UEFA is all playing in Nations League. And it's League A, League B, League C, League D, and then it's going to be like promotion and relegation and uh, playoffs. And then in Group C, there's an unequal number of groups. So some go up and some go down. And I was in a rapid state of confusion just trying to read about this, how this tournament works. And there's no point to it, really. Um, So everyone who is going to watch... Nations League needs to get themselves this 8.5% beer. Pretty much it's available almost everywhere, I think. Um, it's it's fair, fairly pop- popular. has a cute little pink elephant on it. And you might want to drink that if you want to try to understand Nations League. <laughs> it's 
seems so much worse now that you pointed out that that's what I was drinking on our first pod. Oh, yeah. So for that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I forgot it was a secret. And on that note, we are going to wrap up um, the podcast for this week. Um, I just wanted to make sure that everybody knows where they can reach us at. So if you guys want to give your handles or any, you know, parting words, go for it now or forever hold your peace. Megan, you go. Um, I am on Twitter at RosenballMegan. For those of you who do not know how to spell the wonderful word Rosenball, it's R-A-S-E-N-B-A-L-L. All right. Um, I'm at Jesse Loesch. That's easy. I'm at K.D. Schlewitz, and that's S-C-H-L-E-W-I-T-Z. And I am at Sonia Missio, and you can reach any of us at Unusual Efforts, especially if you have any topic recommendations or audience questions for next week. Or, you know, or next two weeks. A fantasy you want to share. <laughs> we'll be getting on that fantasy league, yeah. We will get that Google form together A fantasy tonight. you want to share, hashtag peach. Yes. Oh, yes. Bringing back the peach. My God, I'm so excited. Um, Bringing back the peach, baby. <laughs> if, after all of this, men in the post still you know, is excited about uh, having us, then you could also reach them at Man on the Post and tell them all about how great we are and um, how much you love us because they should hear that too. Um, they also have an Instagram and a Facebook. And I don't know if they have a Snapchat because really does anyone Snapchat? So I don't know. Try at Man on the Post for their Snapchat. Um, and, and listen to all their other pods. Which are... Yes. phenomenal and fascinating and about um all kinds of things and you can and here's where my technology gets a little rusty so you can put man on the post in your search box on all your you know podcast needs like itunes or acast or podcast and app now. And, now and stitcher now. which is sonia's favorite podcast thing and um, I love just click, <laughs> just click subscribe and download and it'll um, appear as will we. And what better thing is that? Take us with us. Take you, take us with you everywhere you go. Um, and that's, that'll be great. Agreed. Yeah. So I know, I know right. they say always remember to keep your man on the post, but I feel like we should say like, always remember to keep Frank on the post or Yes, yes, that's how we can end it. Always remember to keep Frank on the post. And that's all from us this week. Always remember to keep Frank on the post. Uh-huh.